Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's happening? Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day. None other than Jeff Wig is host of We Gonna Be All Right, Rebel HQ All Star. Always good to have him on the show. Top story of the day. Former President of the United States, Donald Trump, is now begging, pleading for Congress to please help him. Here it is. Congress, if you will, please investigate the political witch hunts against me currently being brought by the corrupt DOJ and FBI who are totally out of control. They don't go after Biden with all of his corruption, the most corrupt president in history, but they keep coming after me from the day I came down the escalator, all failures. This continuing saga is retribution against me for winning and even more importantly to them, election interference regarding the 2024 presidential election. It will be their updated form of rigging our most important election. Look at the polls, they can't beat me, MAGA, make America great again at the ballot box. The only way they can win is to cheat, and they cheat better than anybody has ever seen anybody cheat. Stop them now, save our country, make America great again. Thank you. Wow. Trump, the same individual who literally said to a foreign head of state, please investigate the Bidens. They got a lot of things going on. The same man who ran a campaign on lock her up, referring to his political opponent. The same person who openly said that he would in fact weaponize the DOJ against political foes. Is the person today begging for the US Congress to intervene and stop a judicial process that is codified in federal statute. Let's go to it. Donald Trump has now released a new video message pleading with Congress to save him from the multiple legal battles he's currently facing while suggesting he is being targeted simply for winning the 2020 election. Trump begins with a direct plea. Congress, if you will, please investigate the political witch hunts against me currently being brought by the corrupt DOJ and FBI, who are totally out of control, the former president said. Here's another point 
he adds, this continuing saga is retribution against me for winning. And even more importantly to them, election interference regarding the 2024 presidential election. It will be their updated form of rigging our most important election. Look at the polls, they can't beat me. The only way they can win is to cheat. And they cheat better than anybody has seen them cheat. Stop them now, save our country. The demands are soon echoed by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican out of Georgia, who took to the House floor Tuesday demanding that Congress move to impeach Biden and expunge Trump's wrongful two impeachments to expunge them. All right, here's the thing. Donald Trump knows exactly why people attacked the United States Capitol. It wasn't simply because he said do it. It was also because he created a narrative that gave them no hope, gave them no remedy. You see, true democracy has no real finality. In other words, in a democracy, you always get another opportunity to get it right. Sometimes you do that through the form of the upcoming election or perhaps a recall, maybe even, well, forcing a politician to resign. The bottom line is in a democracy, there is no finality. There's always an opportunity to get it right. But in a dictatorship, which by the way is what Trump wants and what his followers desire. In a dictatorship, that opportunity evaporates, it leaves, it is gone. We shall see how this, well, let's just say works out. Jeff thoughts. So now what's being set up is any member of the GOP House who does not support this will be seen as a villain as well. It's gonna be a us versus uh, us versus them thing. Of course it is, that's what it is on both sides. But if you do not support this movement to see that Donald Trump is not put in prison, then your likely reelection campaign will be thwarted and put down. So good luck to the GOP. Yeah, and that's exactly what his intended effect is. He wants to create um, a line in the sand, so to speak, and make all Republicans choose a side because he, he doesn't give a damn about the Republican Party. He nope. cares about himself, right? So we'll see. Um, I don't believe his power is as strong as he thinks, but mm. it is still stronger than it should be. We will update as it continues. What if I told you? What if I said? A prosecutor openly prosecuting an individual decides to engage in sexual contact with this person and promise the individual leniency. Let's put it up full mass. According to the allegations, that's exactly what a prosecutor promised in Wisconsin. You're looking at Daniel Steffen. Daniel Steffen winks at a camera in secret sex tapes with a woman he was prosecuting. Hell of a background. Daniel Steffen, 52 years of age, was an assistant district attorney in Burnett County. This was in Wisconsin during his crimes. He was heard in at least one of the recordings promising leniency in an exchange for sex, according to the criminal complaint. 
while the defendant and victim number one are still engaged in sex, the defendant looks at the camera, sticks his tongue out and winks several times and can be heard repeatedly telling the victim who's in charge, the complaint said. The recording from February 11th, August 8th, September 11th, 2018. And it does not appear that the victim, that victim number one knew she was being recorded. According to the complaint, similar actions were detailed about another victim whom he could avoid, told he could avoid charges for hitting a mailbox. Again, the victim did not know she was being recorded according to the criminal complaint. Victim one originally denied having relations with the prosecutor while she was being questioned by investigators, but later admitted it after they told her she was seen in a recording on his iPad, which was seized as evidence, court document said. Stefan, the prosecutor gave her his personal cell number and they texted for a couple of days before he invited her to his home, where they had sex several times, according to the criminal complaint. They also had sex at his office during work hours. So the sentencing, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison after he was convicted in April. He faced a maximum of 10 and a half years behind bars. In addition to his prison time, the prosecutor must serve two years of extended supervision, four years of probation and placement for 10 years in Wisconsin's sex offender registry. Let's put his picture back up again. I wanna say this, uh, some people believe 18 months is enough time for a prosecutor who has engaged in such extreme behavior, uh, but it is not. This is a sexual intrusion, this is a violation to the utmost. He utilized the position of public trust in order to gain entry into the life of another human being. And then engaged in actions to benefit himself while leveraging the amazing and awesome public trust the government gave him. You see, when we talk about making examples out of people, I need it not to only be teenagers who are caught up in gang activity. I need it to be people who should know better. People who have been actually entrusted with real responsibility. Folks that have taken an oath to uphold the law and constitution. You see, this prosecutor likely has other victims. I'm not sure if they investigated it thoroughly, but It is hard to imagine that a prosecutor would all of a sudden start acting this way with one person, and that is it. No, 18 months is not enough time. It does not make an example, it does not send a message, and it is guaranteed there are others doing the same. Jeff, thoughts here. Well, I can understand why a headline would pinpoint and focus in on the winking aspects of this story. I was very much confused about how the law works. So hopefully you can clear this up for me. How often do prosecutors have direct content uh, contact with defendants? Because that, that sounded iffy to me from the right. outset. So it's I was, I don't know, maybe connecting some wrong dots here. 
I was wondering, did he approach this woman for the sake of getting some favors, as if he's done this multiple times before? Because in my mind, again, a prosecutor getting the direct contact info from the defendant just doesn't make any sense to me to, from the begin with. Yeah, well, the corruption, I promise you, is not linear. Anytime we've done a story like this and there's one element of corruption involved that's exposed to the public, it's always something else, a lot of something else. Mm. happening around it, all right? I'm sure updates will come. Okay, we got a hell of a story. We first brought it to you as I wish a Karen would. Well, that story has significantly evolved. Let me take you to this video first, here it is. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Residents here? Are we bothering anyone? I just have to. I don't have any. Sorry? All right, well, um, this lake is presently for residents only. So thank you for filming. I'm not giving you permission to film. So she's not. Okay, picture of your license plates and forward it on. Hey, so y'all hear what I go through, right? This is the third person. This is the okay. third person. I'm in my own neighborhood and a white person came and bothered me while I'm fishing. Another white person came and bothered me while I'm fishing. This is the third time. She's like, oh no, I'm not giving you permission to film. This is my phone. I can film and do whatever I want. I study the law. <laughs> I study the law. Thank you. I'm sorry. Hey, well, well, don't, don't leave now. Do you want to say, hey, do you live here? Where you live? What's your address? Where do you live? <laughs> Where do you live? This is unbelievable. Where do you live? Why? What, what's your name, by the way? Because at the next Karen? meeting, I'm definitely going to mention you. Her name is Karen. <laughs> wait, wait. Matter of fact, let me get your, let me get your, um, let me turn this phone around. Let me go ahead and get your. Okay, so most of you who watch the show, you saw that video. That particular individual who recorded, decided to record because he was being harassed by so many neighbors in his own community because he's black and seemed out of place. So they demanded freedom papers, show us proof. You have a mortgage here, who in the hell does that? And then they called the police on the guy, police come. They're able to verify there's no issue here. They talk about what kind of fish he's fishing for, laugh, he leaves. The Karen who decided to be well aggressive, probative, Rude, and I would say, in my opinion, racist. Well, that Karen had some adverse effects from her interaction. And somebody tried to, well, can you just give a Karen a chance? Here it is. <laughs> my pops is having a meeting right now with the president of the HOS or whatever from yesterday when I was fishing and all that. Racistness that was going on. So, so what he drove? Your daddy's driver. Now they say you can't fish where everybody fish at. No, that's a lie. Of course, it's a lie. So now they're trying to make up some rules. You can't have two poles of a certain distance or something like that uh, within each other. That's funny. Cause I thought everybody could fish there, and literally when I go there, other people fish there. So now no one could fish there. Is that is that what you're saying? 
They just mad because I be catching all the fish and I'm black. But I don't like my dad being out there by himself with these folks. So I'm about to go down there too. See what's up. All right. Here it is. Changing the rules. There's a negotiation. No negotiation with HOA. We deem that no one can fish at the fishing pond. There's more. Here it is. My car is totaled. So hope nobody shoot me. Gotta run around this neighborhood because he left with them by himself. I don't know why you would leave with some strangers. You don't know by yourself. Got my Glock in my backpack running over there. Make sure he don't get stuck by himself all over some fish. Draw it. Draw it. Draw it. Nice to meet you. You the president, you said? I am the president. Somebody told me they also were the president yesterday. No, what they actually said, that was John McKellowitz, uh-huh. our vice president. Oh, yeah, he didn't say that. Well, whatever he's on, but he did say that he's on the board. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm the head of this. Everybody come to me and talk to me about this, uh, and I'm the president. Well, I said, all I'm okay. trying to get to is that I'm asking if it's possible to stop posting viral video uh, videos on the internet. I don't know social media. Uh-huh. Particip- he, he will stop as soon as he posts this one. All right, I promise he's going to stop. But after he posts you. Put it up full mass. Leave the man alone. Damn. <laughs> That's all you had to do is continue walking, jogging, driving, cycling. None of this would have happened. Don't blame him. He was just fishing. Anthony Gibson, the fisherman, is smack in the center of an unintentional viral video where the Karen harassed him for fishing in the local pond. And now, because According to reports, she has been let go from her job. The video, because of the video, the neighborhood HOA and his president, they are harassing him by making up new regulations and demanding Gibson stop making videos per Gibson spot fund. To make a long story short, I was harassed by my neighbors numerous times for fishing while black in my own neighborhood. This happened to me so many times that I just started recording it. You can imagine. How many times this happened to me before I even decided to turn my camera on? Most people would say, I have a calm disposition. And if they were in my situation, it would have been much worse. Yeah, I want you to imagine this. If the HOA has that much cohesion, if they have that much interaction, why is it that one of them did not say to the rest, hey guys, I checked them out. I went up to him, I approached him, he said he lives here. So before we approach him again, we may want to consider he probably actually does live here. There's more. I am an aspiring actor, he says, who loves to fish on his days off in peace. My uncle Mike taught me to fish to stay out of trouble growing up in the hood, God rest his soul. He actually died while fishing. Doing the thing he loved the most. I'm too young to die while fishing because of the viral video and the multiple neighbors who are trying to stop me from fishing makes me extremely nervous. And I'm afraid to go fishing in my own neighborhood due to them and the police being called on me multiple times. They all have lived in this neighborhood for a long time. So it is a tight knit community stuck in their ways. A boomer mentality within the older white people. I am a young black man who is 
who is two years new to this community. After the police have been called and showed up three times, I just start packing up my fishing equipment and start to leave because the sanctuary of fishing is no longer nostalgic or peaceful. When I fish, I think about my late uncle and the things I have to accomplish before going to work. Until I am harassed by Karens and Kins, as the internet will call them. It's basically a new wave of people feeling entitled to mutual places, such as a lake or a national park. They feel that it is their entitled right to harass an individual because of color. And then call the police on them, although they are not breaking the law. I read some of the comments and a few people, just a couple, they thought, you know, you could give Karen a chance. I want to say this to those individuals. What could he do? The chance is really not his to give. What has been done has been done. What she said, she said. Even if he comes out and says, listen, I forgive her. It must be after an apology, an authentic apology, at least from the HOA, maybe the members. But instead, they go to their meetings to create a rule adverse to him, rather than simply create a resolution and apologize, acknowledging their wrongs. You see, it is not us who needs to give the Karens and Kins a chance. They need to give themselves one, a chance to be better people, a chance to be honest about their own implicit and aggressive bias and racism. It is their chance, their opportunity. All right, Jeff thoughts. Yeah, he's been approached by so many people in this community and their HOA that that's a lot of chances. They don't need any more. At which point, by the way, do they realize that maybe they're the villains in the situation? Or at which point do they realize, you know what? We've approached this man several times on and off camera. Maybe he's okay. How many times does he have to go over there before somebody says, you know what? I might join you in fishing because you seem like an all right guy. Some, some people are asking the wrong questions because if they want him and are asking him to stop recording them, how about they stop approaching him? Right, that part. And just common sense, if the police were called one time, they came out, checked him out, did not kill him. That's a, that's a sign he's probably supposed to be there. Did not arrest him. That means there's no trespass. Why would you keep calling the police? All right. Well, we'll bring you an update if one happens. We got more on the other side. Indisputable. Stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. A lot of show left. Thank you for remaining on the program. Got a lot of comments. Before I go to the comments, um, I have a new book out. I do. You can get it. All right, it's on Amazon. My new book, Ancient Egyptian Mastery of Quantum Physics, Vibratory Frequency and Geometric Sciences, an Overview of Complex Scientific Applications in Ancient Cultures. Um, this book is actually adapted from my master's thesis from my Applied Physics and Quantum Mechanics program. We talk about everything from particle wave duality, to the utilization of sound frequency, the octaves involved and the mechanics involved. And how likely ancient cultures 
were well aware of concepts of physics, advanced math, and trigonometry. To my surprise, the book became the number one physics book, the number one history book, the number one science book, and the number one Egyptian genre book very quickly on Amazon. I'm very thankful for the support. So you can get it, scan the QR code, you can make it happen. It's actually my first book. I do have published dissertations, but this is my first actual book book. All right, so I appreciate the support in advance. Let me know how you like it, okay? All right, we got a lot of comments. Read as many as I can. Winter Scoop says Donald Trump projection. That's right, his whole life, that's it, projection. And Mo Fury, why doesn't the HOA make a rule about mind your own damn business? Wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. HOAs exist solely as a justification to be in other people's business. That's right, that is correct. That is their prime directive. It, it would do not does not compute would start happening. Okay, got something for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You feel right. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. This was at a Barbie movie. Let's put it up full mass. This was quite interesting. Let me give you as much background as we have. According to the context provided, apparently the Karen who pushed the movie goer over was being disruptive during the film. Letting her child play on the table at full volume. Which annoyed moviegoers. So the woman in the jacket called her out for this action and got physically assaulted for doing so. Okay. Karen also complained the movie sucked because it was inappropriate for kids, which the woman in the jacket reminded her it was rated PG 13. So that's her fault as a parent if she brought someone who was under 13 in the movie. Wow. You know, I got to say, um, if a movie, and I'm just saying this, I'm just thinking out loud, if a movie is bad for your child, why would you wait? to the end, I'm just saying. All right, Jeff, does this make sense? You got children, I got children. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry, I was sitting here looking at Oppenheimer times because <laughs> if, if Barbie wasn't good for you, then take the child to Oppenheimer. Maybe they can learn a little bit about history. I don't understand what's going on. You asked the correct question. If this movie is bad and inappropriate, 
counter losses and leap. So right. hopefully this human got arrested for what they did. And so now, you know, your penalty is not only being imprisoned in, in, in or at least put in jail, but you can't see Oppenheimer either. So what are we gonna yeah. do? You're losing all the way around here, Karen. You need to make better life decisions, okay? All right. Um, Finally, we got some penalty here. Two have been arrested in the Klan, the KKK. Put them up full mass. That's right. Wow. That's him. He's a member of the Ku Klux Clowns. After a brief investigation, Columbia, Tennessee police have made two arrests after KKK recruitment flyers were recently discovered outside of three black churches. 38-year-old Daniel Walls, who's in the picture, and a 17-year-old white male were taken into custody and charged with civil rights intimidation. Investigators are now trying to determine if, if these two men acted alone or if there was additional involvement from others. Keep his picture up. I want you to keep in mind, the second individual involved is 17, okay? Mm. The reason why they are not releasing the name is because that 17 year old is considered a minor. My question is, why has this person not been charged with creating a criminal circumstance for a minor? There are variations of what that charge can be called per state. But a minor under the influence of an adult engaged in criminal activity, this is prohibitive. The recruitment flyers were actually found outside of Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Bethel Chapel AME Church. AME stands for African Methodist Episcopal and Faith United Missionary Baptist Church on July 12th. You see the flyer there. It reads, you have been paid another social visit by the old glory knights of the Ku Klux Klan. We have a dark history here because of you, a bright future. Be warned, race traitors, mixed breeds, communists, homosexuals, and all of the walks of godless degeneracy. Clan is back again and here to stay. So you better make amends or stay away. Put up the picture of the leader of this um, gruesome, oh, oh, okay, him? He's the guy, mm. sir. I gotta tell you, you you may want to keep your day job, but your day job you're not doing well at either. So he's been caught. An email also included on the flyer, Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church Pastor Kenny Anderson Sr. said that some area parishioners walked out of services to discover flyers that were reportedly left by the Old Glory Knights chapter of the KKK. It says, "Be warned," and lets me know now it's a threat. Anderson told WKRN TV News, I don't see it as a prank. I don't see it as just three churches. Why not all of them? Well, I don't care if it's just one. It was still an act of hate and evil. And we have to stand against that. The old glory Knights reportedly also left flyers on the steps of mostly black church of a mostly black church in Mississippi about six weeks ago, according to the Associated Press. The Southern Poverty Law Center described the old glory Knights as a fairly new chapter of the KKK. Forming in the past year. Uh, Tennessee Attorney General, let's put him up. So the AG, Jonathan 
Scrimetti wrote on Twitter that he and the AG's office condemn this un-American intimidation campaign and support our local, state, and federal law enforcement partners in protecting the civil rights of everyone in Tennessee. The Tennessee State Conference NAACP and President Gloria J. Sweetlove issued a statement condemning the scare tactics used by the group. The statement read in part, this attack on the serenity and sanctity of black parishioners is nothing less than demonic. This brazen act is a reminder that in 1996, numerous black churches across Tennessee and the Southeast were burned and their parishioners left without a place to worship. We're calling on law enforcement and all elected officials to denounce this cowardly act of terrorism and stay alert to ensure that our places of worship are safe and secure. Here's what else you should call on them to do, Madam President, and I respect your leadership. Call on them to create new laws like they do when people vote legally, but they say it was illegal. Call on lawmakers to create enhanced penalty for individuals that engage in acts of racial intimidation. Call on them to make what was a misdemeanor trespass offense. If it is racially motivated, it should automatically be a felony. Call on them to say something directly from the White House and to engage directly with the power they have being the federal government. They can force themselves in communities without invite. That's how it had to happen in the 60s. Do you think the federal government was welcomed in those towns? Of course not. So you mean to tell me that those who are left leaning in the 60s had more guts than those who are left leaning today? It was a political calculation, of course, even back then. It was a risk even back then, but they did it. They forced their authority in places they were not invited in order to ensure that black children could go to school as they chose. That black individuals could go to restaurants without fear of being beaten or bitten by dogs. Now, what are we reporting on indisputable across this entire nation? Dogs being put on unarmed black people lynching symbols being hung inside of workplaces. Literal police officers turning off their cameras in order to kidnap black men, torture them for dating white women. And you have very little from the White House. We have a woman of color as our vice president. We have a president who won the Democratic primary because of black voters. It changed the tide for him. That's why when he finally gave his acceptance speech, he said to black folk, you had my back and I will have yours. Where you at, Joe? Where you at? Jeff Thoughts. This KKK recruitment took place in Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, which was the site of the 1946 Columbia race riot and the 1927 mob lynching of an 18 year old black teenager named Henry Choate. The viewers may know this place because it's also where Jason Aldean filmed mm-hmm. his music video. Yep. Yeah, so that's right. 
time reveals all. So if there's anything we need to know about it further being racist, it's tried that in a small town being filmed in close proximity to history, racism, and the KKK all taking place. It shows you they're all on the same page, part of the same mm-hmm. tapestry, right? All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Thank you for always engaging. Winter school, Donald Trump projection. I read that one. Okay. All right, Barbie Karen, WWE Barbie. That may, Lynn, that may actually be a thing now. Like that may catch. Uh, and I think this is Civitas Vox. Damn, Dr. Richie, no wonder I vibe so hard. I am very passionate about that research as well. Well, there you go. It's really the research of life, the origins of it and how things work. I appreciate that. YouTube, uh, yeah, Jim Barclay, HOAs are the biggest Karens. Yeah, they are. Dawn of SCP, thank you for this. Gifted five indisputable memberships, really appreciate you. And welcome to Double Doser, thank you so much. Um, Ill-advised, member for one month, thank you. Says I've been watching from day one. I've been I've been gifted several memberships. The TYT community is the best. Keep up the good work, Doc, and thank you for that. And yes, the community is the best, 100%. Trudy Lawrence, member for two months, uh, 12 months. Double doser, thank you so much. I am sure Bob Barbie was a police officer. <laughs> Go straight to jail. <laughs> You're probably right, okay. This is an indisputable exclusive, nobody has this but us. Hell of a thing, racist rhetoric being contextualized as non-racist, pretty common. Here's a video. Hey, more Asian people here, there will be more Asian people here. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you staying proud of this country? Next time we're gonna come Are you staying proud? Next time no. we'll count 10 deep, okay? We're gonna come what? more. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you staying proud for this country? You don't belong here. Y'all hear that? You don't belong here. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. Yeah. I wish I could get the license plate. My family fought for this country, bitch. Oh, we can tell. We can tell we're collaborating. What a the most racist I ever saw. Yeah, I don't know about that. Just leave, God. The truth comes out. Don't go over there. They might say something. Well, well, sir, since my family built this country, I'm going to opine on your racist rhetoric. Before I do so, here's the next video. Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? I don't be talking to you guys, but God is dumb. Our man, under God. Under God. If we're doing something that offends you, if something, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, what percentage of y'all look like? 
Here's what I want to do. Let's first put up the picture of their traveling vehicle. And you will see something, well, mm. yeah, there it is. Not surprising. Big time Trump supporters there, okay? A couple in California were caught on tape hurling racist remarks at an Asian family. According to the information, Ted Arilanio screams at the family that they don't belong here. They assert that because the man in the video claims to be a Native American and the woman in the video claims to be of Asian descent, that they are not racist. The poster of the original video says, and I quote, this guy right here just started saying racist stuff. Like, just get just out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. He literally said, go back to your country. Ted and Kim are known in their city as difficult, aggressive, and intolerant people. They've even been kicked out of their local farmer's market. One vendor told indisputable. Unfortunately, Ted would be disruptive, argumentative, and loud, and loudly proclaim his religious and political views. He would corner people and pontificate long and loudly, making folks nervous and uneasy. After being written up numerous times for disturbing other vendors and customers, they were asked to sign and comply with a no politics, no religion, no discrimination policy. <laughs> they are not welcome back on the Dobbins Farmers Market property, period. And that was no different when they came across, obviously, the Asian family at the lake. Let's put it up. I'm just trying to enjoy the day. Uh, just so you know, we did reach out to Ted and Kim, but received no response as of yet. I welcome their response. I welcome the opportunity to engage directly. They come right here and explain their actions. Maybe Ted, maybe this is a one-off for you and your family. Not according to everybody else, but whatever gets you to respond. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. When people decide to engage in these aggressive acts of racism, they decide to become the very thing we oppose. In moments like that, the best remedy is light, transparency, exposure. Because it may create a moment of reflection, self-reflection, because the circumstance you're in after exposure is the circumstance you placed yourself in. So if you are a thinking person, you must think in context of your own actions. All right, we shall see if there's a response. Jeff, hell of a thing, extremely racist, but according to them, not really racist at all. You know what Dr. Richie? I find myself to be a thinking person, and I want to expose my beliefs to you all right quick. Um, when you showed that truck, I <laughs> went, oh yeah, makes sense. Now, right. that may make me 
not good to generalize a group of people one way or another. But whoa, that was spot on to me. And so solidarity with Asian communities all around the country. I'll just leave it there. There you go, 100%. All right, okay, New York City, they gotta pay $13 million. Why? Because they violated the rights of Black Lives Matter protesters, just like we told you they did. Let's go to it, New York City. New York City has agreed to pay more than $13 million to settle a civil rights lawsuit brought on behalf of roughly 1,300 people who were arrested or physically beaten by New York police during racial injustice demonstrations that swept through the city during the summer of 2020. If approved by a judge, the settlement, which was filed in Manhattan Federal Court Wednesday, would be among the most expensive payouts ever awarded in a lawsuit over mass arrest, experts said. The lawsuit focused on 18 of the many protests that erupted in New York City in the week following the killing, the murdering of George Floyd by police officers in Minneapolis. With certain exceptions, people arrested or subjected to force by NYPD officers at those events will be eligible for $9,950 in compensation. That's according to attorneys in the uh, for the plaintiffs. Now I will say this, uh, the city is getting off light here. The city is getting off way light, okay? Some of these actions were so egregious that possibly one of the cases could have come close to that $13 million settlement or that payout. So they're getting off here. It's not enough money per individual and they are still, still not changing policies. Attorneys with the National Lawyers Guild, which represented the plaintiffs in New York accused NYPD leaders of depriving protesters of their First Amendment rights through a coordinated campaign of indiscriminate brutality and unlawful arrest. We covered much of that. During some of the 2020 protest marches, officers deployed a crowd control tactic known as kettling against peaceful protesters, corralling them in very tight spaces and attacking them with batons and pepper spray before making mass arrests. Now remember, these are peaceful protesters they're doing it to. Individuals who have not been even accused of committing any acts of criminality. Let's go to the video, here it is.
you clearly see why I say 13 million in total is significantly low. What you saw was government approved, government sanctioned, government allowed criminality against their own community. That's what it is. Let's go to it. The city decided to invoke what? Qualified immunity. There it is. Mm. Which protects police officers from lawsuits stemming from lawful work performed in the line of duty and defended the decision to arrest medics and legal observers as within the rights of the department. These folks locked up medical providers, put it up full mass. The lawsuit named former Bill, former Mayor Bill de Blasio on the left and retired NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea. As well as other police leaders as defendants. Under the settlement agreement, neither the city nor the NYPD is required to admit any wrongdoing at all. Protesters who were arrested on certain charges, including trespassing, property destruction, assaulting an officer, arson, or weapons possession, will be excluded from the settlement. Those who are seen on video blocking police from making arrest may also be ineligible. Now here's the problem even with that statement from the uh, from the city. If a person has been arrested for it and not convicted, why in the world would you exclude them? They are likely part of the same corruption that you're paying out. They just happen to get charged with a crime when they did not commit one. There's more, let's put her up. So unlike other related lawsuits, the class action was not meant to force the NYPD to change its practices. Several other lawsuits aimed at injunctive relief are ongoing, including one that was brought by the New York Attorney General, A.G. James. That calls for a federal monitor to oversee the NYPD's policing of protest. Let's go to the comptroller, Brad Lander. New York City comptroller stated more than 600 people have brought Individual claims against the city related to police brutality during the protest. Roughly half of them resulted in settlements and resolutions, costing the city nearly $12 million to date. Now you're over 30 million in a, just a few lawsuits, probably more than that total. Another class action settlement from earlier this year would award 21,500 to those arrested during one Bronx demonstration with a payout that could total, could total around $10 million in total. Okay, what does this mean? This means that taxpayers are paying a lot more money for police misconduct than they pay for the police. That's what it means. So you have to think about this in context. If you really care about your tax dollars being effective, that means you also care when police decide to violate the rights of individuals and the city has to pay money out. You should also be concerned about this reality. When they get away with it, even by admission of the government, they're still employed. The same individuals who openly and actively violated the rights of other people are still police officers in New York City right now. The same supervisors who signed off on it are still employed to this day. 
The same captains who oversee the operation are still overseeing the operation. But you think Black Lives Matter is the problem? They are your solution. They are the answer. They are bringing a remedy. This is why the cops who are against them are willing to commit literal crimes to keep them from having a voice. Jeff Thompson. I've heard so many times since January 6, 2021, that the BLM protesters, or those who were protesting during the George Floyd protest during 2020, weren't being caught, charged, and convicted. But we're slowly seeing that the people who were doing the most damage, the police, are having to pay out because of what they did. So it would be better if individual cops were being prosecuted. That would make me feel better because again, as you alluded to, this money is coming out of the the pockets of the taxpayers. But yes, those who did damage during George Floyd protests are getting caught and convicted and charged in one way or another. Yeah, the irony of it all, they're protesting police brutality. Mm. And in the midst of the protest, police brutalized them. Police get away with police brutality in New York City. Because the city decided to take a bunch of taxpayer money to cover it up. Mm. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of show left. I'm going to tell you about one of the worst doctors in the world. What if I told you an OBGYN was engaged in sexual abuse and trafficking, luring individuals to his practice for the purpose of criminal exploitation? Put up the picture for mass. New York City OBGYN has been sentenced to 20 years sex trafficking. Manhattan gynecologist Robert was officially sentenced 20 years behind bars on a sex trafficking conviction after luring vulnerable patients and sexually abused them for years. He was initially found guilty by a jury in January of enticing women to travel across state lines so he could sexually abuse them while he worked at city hospitals, including ones associated with Columbia University and New York Presbyterian. The hospitals he worked at were sued by over 200 former patients and have agreed to pay 236 million to settle those cases. Robert Haddon's malpractice spanned over four decades, beginning in 1987, with the last reported case in 2012. During this time, he committed 310 separate acts, separate acts of abuse on dozens of people in his care. Per the New York Post, that trial, Haddon's lawyers did not try to dispute that he engaged in this behavior against patients, but rather claimed since he already pleaded guilty in state court, he should not be convicted in the federal case. 
Another central part of his defense, central part of his defense was to claim that he did not knowingly entice his victims across state lines for abuse, a key element of a sex trafficking charge. Prosecutors sought at least 25 years imprisonment while lawyers for the convicted pervert pled for three. Haddon pled guilty in the 2016, in 2016 in a criminal case for the abuse of six patients while his medical license was stripped and officially bonded as a sex offender. He avoided jail time, he avoided jail time. Prior to his conviction, Haddon had been free on a $1 million bond since the 2020 arrest. Wow, Manhattan US Attorney Damian Williams said in a statement at the time of the conviction, for years, he cruelly lured women, sought professional medical care to his offices in order to gratify himself. Had his victims trusted him as a physician, only to instead become victims of his heinous predilection. We thank and commend the brave women who came forward to tell the stories, many of whom testified at trial to end his years long cycle of abuse. I want you to see a few factors here. The man was already convicted years prior, but avoided jail time, avoided jail time. And yes, he had his medical license ripped away. But once again, I submit to you, these are the people we should make examples out of holding powerful positions of public trust, engaging in intentional manipulation against people to exploit them. But routinely we see that those who absolutely should know better are always given grace when no grace should be allowed. But the younger they are, and let's just be frank, the blacker they are. Those graces lead the judicial system. It took another prosecution in order to close the chapter on this doctor's freedom. All right, Jeff Thoughts. Yeah, there's an update it's from the New York Post. Depraved gynecologist Robert Hatton turned on the waterworks in Manhattan federal court telling a judge he was very sorry before he was officially sentenced to 20 years behind bars. This man is a monster. Yeah, that is it. This yeah. man is a monster for that to go on for so long without Justin being justice being offered to these women being involved in this is gross. I can't believe we're reporting this right now. Like usually when we do stuff, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like America. And trust me, we can go through other situations similar to this because one happened at my alma mater, The Ohio State University, very similar to this where a trusted individual in power took advantage of women or in this case, little girls. But yeah, this man is a monster. He needs to be put away for a really, really, really long time. That's right. And the judicial system that initially allowed him to avoid jail time, well, they're monsters too. Just mm. dress nicer.
And Bill, in Medfield, Massachusetts, it's Bill on the Republican line. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. So here's the story. The Democrats had the Supreme Court for 60 or 70 years, and everything went their way, and everything was fine and dandy as long as it was liberalism. Now it's only been, what, four or five, six years that it's Republican, so... We're wild and crazy about, oh, boy, the ethics are so bad, yet we got the biggest crook in the history of the United States who took 20-plus million dollars. He showered with his daughter. He raped a girl, Tara Reid. And we're talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, hey, let, let's get this civil war going. Democrats suck. Bye-bye. Well... 40% of Americans, according to one poll, they believe a civil war is likely within the next 10 years. Put it up. And there's much more. More than two-fifths of Americans believe civil war is at least somewhat likely in the next 10 years, according to a new survey. A figure that increases to more than half among self-identified strong Republicans. Among all US citizens, 43% said civil war was at least somewhat likely. Among strong Democrats and independents, that figure was 40%. But among strong Republicans, 54% said civil war was at least somewhat likely. Well, here are some people that agree. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene put it up. She says, well, you know, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' torturous America last policies. We are done. And her master, Donald Trump, her cult leader. If the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, which will be never, which will never be, it will cause a civil war like fracture in this nation from which our country would never heal. That was Trump retweeting Pastor Robert Jeffries. Um, and there's much more. Please understand these folks are not playing. What happened on the Capitol was a terrorist attack, but it was also a battle in a sense against the United States government. Keep in mind, not one police officer who worked for the federal government shot a weapon during that time. The one that did, well, you see what happened to him. But all of those individuals inside of that Capitol making cops run from them. You seen the video. If that mob attacks again, which by the way, many of those cops who were there said it's likely they think it may happen again. Do you think the federal government is ready? Because it sounds like according to Trump and others, they're not going to stop until they get their war. All right, sharing thoughts. Yeah, it's um, it's happening. It's happening right now, Doc. Um, but I wanna go back to the C-SPAN caller. I believe you identified or they did as Bill. Mm -hmm. There are these voice changing apps that are so good. Yeah. That was not. I believe it's one or two people who was on the line there, the cadence, what was said. It's either a guy who frequented 
the Oval Office for a time, okay? <laughs> and is probably in less than 24 hours going to be federally indicted again. Or could be an ex cable news host who enjoyed a good loofah, okay? Paid out record settlements. It sounded like one of the two. You know what was wild is that my money's on the first one. Yeah, me too. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. I was alerted by my colleague in advocacy who told me about this. Now, this came from Jolly Good Ginger, and it is a hell of a story. Here it is. Meet Sheena. About 30 days ago, Sheena took her BMW in to Auto Performance Center in Garner, North Carolina to get her brakes replaced. Well, there was an issue and she had to take her car back. And you're not gonna believe what she caught them saying on her phone when she left it recording in the waiting room. Long story short, last week her brake light came on and she just had them replace the auto performance center. So she called them up and they told her it's probably the rain making the sensors go off. She waits a few days, the sensor doesn't go off. She calls back in and speaks to the operation manager, Jamie. Jamie says they put aftermarket brake sensors on the BMW. Sheena wasn't aware of this and was unhappy. So on July 24th, she took her car back in to find out why the brake light was on. She was sitting in the waiting room and went outside to smoke. But when she left, she left her phone in the seat recording. What? Now what happens next is her phone records Jamie, the operations manager, having a conversation with the mechanics at Auto Performance Center about Sheena's car. So was the video front or rear brakes on hers? Rear. Rear. So she needs a new one? It's real clear on the rear. What happened? She rubbed it through on her rim. Okay, if we put it on there, we didn't secure it properly. Yeah. yeah that's on us. Sorry. Um, that's not the biggie. I mean, they were looking for an opportunity, some wiggle room to get out of doing the right thing here. Couldn't find the opening. There's more. Here it is. I know you want to rub it in your face, but. Damn, I want it to, so. Well, I was going to let Carlos do it, but yeah. This is not even the bad part yet. But did you hear what they said? We were hoping it was the front because they worked on her rear brakes. So if the light was on because of the front sensor, they could be like, that's not our fault. And that's why he said to Jamie, the operations manager, I know you wanted to rub it in her face, but. And Jamie said, yeah, I really wanted to. Well, I was going to let Carlos do it, but yeah. Like they're actively plotting against her. But listen what happens next. Trigger warning, racial slurs. I peeked through the rim, the first thing I see is this on the rim. The you told me it was probably going to be messed up. That or the front sensor. Like I said, she was hoping it was going to be a front sensor. There's two of them on the car, rear and front. Hoping it was going to be a front sensor, but I bet you may have touched that. Yeah. She came in here. Your boss lady in the purple. I was about to be like, your smells like Yep, you heard that correctly. They said that Sheena came in with an attitude and said to Jamie, yo, boss lady in the purple. So Jamie wanted to say, yo, N-word, that smells like you heard. Why go racist? Why show your racist bias? The woman is a paying customer, she's a patron. Of course she's upset, did not, she did not seem to be disrespectful based on your own narrative. She was upset because she just paid for a service and all of a sudden, there's something wrong with her vehicle again. And according to the narrative, you all did not tell her you put after market breaks. But there's more. Here it is. 
Now, the woman you heard say the N-word was Jamie Smith. She was the operations manager. But after Sheena posted that video on her social media and it got about 100,000 views, the operations manager, Jamie, was fired. The technician that she was talking to who said, oh, he wishes it was the front sensor, he was also fired, but we don't know his name. But I just want to make sure that Jamie Smith here has a lot of trouble finding employment anywhere else. So that's why I'm sharing Sheena's story. Since Jamie and all her friends in the shop thought it was hilarious to use the N-word, I think it'll be hilarious seeing who hires Jamie next. Racism don't pay, all right? Don't play with it, don't play around it. If you are engaged in a conversation and all of a sudden that conversation goes racist, you may wanna tip the hell up out of there because you never know. May be listening. All right. Uh, Jeff, the reason why this is a problem is because let's just say there is an adverse thing that happens to this individual, right? Something wrong, something's wrong with the car, something did not get repaired, something else got broken. All of a sudden, you have evidence of potential bias and Circumstantially, you have evidence that they had a motive to do so because they did not like this person's race. This is a problem when black folk go pay a company to give them a professional service. Thoughts? Well, for those who may not know what intersectionality is, this is a very mm. good case of that. A black woman was treated that way because of her perceived race and her gender identity and expression. So what came along with that was accusations of her smelling like weed, which by the way, whether she did or did not smell like weed, we know that black and white people sell and smoke weed or sell and use drugs at very similar rates. But since it's a black woman, she got the stigma of that drug. So intersectionality right there, black woman being treated in such a way in an auto parts, not auto parts place, but uh, where they're fixing her car. Yeah. So. Lesson learned right there for them. There you go, once again, PSA. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Breaking news, Mitch McConnell may have had a stroke according to many, all right? Let me give you the updates as it has come. The term stroke, was trending on social media, all right? A social media app uh, formerly known as Twitter uh, in the immediate aftermath of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appearing to be unwell as he attempted to speak during a press conference. Now, here's the thing, I just saw the video, it's pretty quick. He paused, could not talk, he did not move, he was escorted out, okay? That's your scene. The video footage shared on social media of the 81-year-old in the U.S. Uh, the 81-year-old U.S. Senator from Kentucky speech devolved uh, into mumbles just before he just froze up, stopped talking, said nothing. All right. After that, he started to stare, uh, and it was a blank stare. He wasn't staring at something. Okay, it was very blank. It was not focused on anything. Just not moving. Silently straight ahead, all right? His Republican colleagues were then prompted to assist him away from the podium uh, with the camera showing McConnell appearing to take very small 
very slow, very measured steps away from the podium, not the way he stepped to the podium, okay? There's more, the optics prompted social media where they started saying, listen, this looks like he may have suffered a stroke during a live presentation. After being escorted away, Senator McConnell ultimately returned to the podium where he was quickly greeted by questions about his well-being naturally. When posed if he was still capable of doing his job, he responded with a very non-committal, yeah. Without looking at the reporter who even asked the question. Still, very strange. In all seriousness, I can't believe they didn't take McConnell right to the hospital because that looked like a stroke. And even if it wasn't, those symptoms are go to the hospital now type stuff one person posted. Another post asked, call me rude, but it seems like the DC political press is really not that curious about Mitch McConnell clearly having some kind of medical incident in front of live cameras. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, some of the telltale signs of a, of a stroke include sudden confusion, trouble speaking, difficulty understanding speech, sudden trouble seeing. And well, what you just saw, him being very measured about walking. So we don't know exactly where uh, this came from. We don't even know if we will ever get a truthful answer. But I do know that at one time, well, Republicans criticized another individual because he had a condition, right? And said that that person was unfit to continue to serve. Well, I wonder are they going to say the same about Mitch McConnell? And naturally, the culture and the spirit of indisputable would never rejoice in the suffering of a human being. That is not us, that's them, that's not us. So we do not rejoice about a stroke or any other medical condition. I do think Mitch McConnell should resign, but I thought he should have resigned years ago. That sentiment remains true today. I think the man needs to resign. All right, Jeff, a breaking story, developing story. What are your thoughts? I hope Mitch McConnell gets the care and consideration that he needs in this time. And we should pause and wait to see what's going on. At the same time though, this is what we do. We should send out care and consideration prayers to someone who needs it right now. Whatever's going on with him politically, we will get to that. Hopefully with some changes will come soon, but for right now, take care for him. All right, always a pleasure, dear brother, having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Yeah, you can catch me on Rebel HQ every day of the week. I also have a YouTube channel called We're Gonna Be All Right. And I might be writing some stuff for Rolling Out Magazine very, very soon. Not might, dear brother, you will be. All right, looking forward to featuring your op-eds very soon. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable. Mm-hmm.